0: is have Tidco, and we're broadcasting live from Transform in Vegas from the Greenhouse booth. And I have Jeremy on. And Jeremy, while we do, uh, before we get into the DEI stuff, why don't we do introductions? Would you do us a favor and introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, happy to. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Sure. Uh, Jeremy Schiff here. I'm the CEO and founder of RecruitBot.
0: Very nice. And what does RecruitBot do?
1: RecruitBot is a sourcing automation tool, so we have a database of hundreds of millions of candidates. Use machine learning to find candidates who are similar to the ones that you already like, and then run automated email campaigns to get those people to chat with you, and then provide all the analytics to understand open rates, response rates, etc. So basically, solving sourcing from soup to nuts
0: yeah it's, it sounds like you've got both sides yeah. right so you gotta find the talent but then you have gotta communicate with the talent that's right and so we've
1: really spent a lot of energy in really making sure that that's all seamless in one product as opposed to most people are cobbling solutions together right. using three or four different products
0: right We're, and which is great if 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 it fixes one thing but if, if it doesn't you know like a lot of these folks you talked about you talk to practitioners every day you know this bit they want less tools for sure like like they, the real, I mean, that's not just like, oh, no, I'd really like to have less applications. No, no, they're really trying to figure out ways to, like I, I talked to somebody earlier and she was like, I love Greenhouse. I just re-signed my contract, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but it, I just need more out of it. I said, well, there's a group over there. They do an overlay of passive talent. And it's, and it's like, it's a Google extension. Yep. She's like, I need that. I need something that's already in conjunction with the tools that I have.
1: Yeah, and the main thing is that all the tools have to talk to each other, too, 100%. right? So, yeah, not only have we solved it soup to nuts, but whatever ATS you're using or whatever you're, wherever you're looking on the web where you might want to find candidates, RecruitBot oh. will sort of integrate and solve all of those oh, issues that's cool. as well.
0: Oh, that's nice. And you've got integrations with most, I mean, there's... Yeah,
1: most ATSs, and like, we're rolling out more and more every day.
0: Fantastic. Okay, so let's do some DEI stuff. Sure. Trying to unpack a couple things here. Um, one is your perception on what we're doing well or what we've done well with DEI uh, in the last couple of years.
1: I'd argue the main thing that we've done well with DEI is it's actually at the forefront of a lot of conversations now, which is great, right? Like, I don't know, when I started recruit about five years ago, no one was talking about DEI or it was in sort of very sort of cornered circles where maybe right. there'd be a DEI person at a company that was asking about it. Yeah, and yeah. now that it had CEOs no budget. Oh, yeah. for sure. no, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was all, it was all virtue signaling, right? Yeah. It was no, <laughs> no budget, no nothing. Uh, and now we have like, it's not only talent, but it's like the CEOs, the CTOs, the, everyone's like, this matters to me. Uh, like I care about this stuff. Uh, I want I care about the culture that I'm building, and right. I understand I think the main thing is that it it used to be just like oh it's it's a good thing to have quote right. unquote right but now people are really understanding that really having diversity div, diverse viewpoints um, and people coming at the same problem from different angles will really make your strong company stronger right and so that's a huge advantage as opposed to just sort of checking a box from a sort yeah. of this is the right
0: thing to do. Window dressing.
1: Yeah, and so what's nice is those things are really compatible, right? And so I think I think people better understand that I can do good while also benefiting the company uh, as opposed to, I'd argue, four or five years ago, it was very almost adversarial. 100%. It was, I'm picking between am I hiring a less qualified candidate that checks the DEI box right. or a more qualified candidate that doesn't. and And hiring
0: that, managers were torn because it's like, I need competence. I don't really care about all that other stuff that For you sure. care about. I just need competence. But you're right. It's like you can't go anywhere in the organization and not have a, some form of diversity, inclusion, belonging, equity, equality. It's in every conversation.
1: And it's because the value's there, right? If, uh, if the ROI wasn't there in addition to it being the right thing to do, I think it would be Good point. much harder to have that conversation. But Good. I think there's plenty of evidence now that, that they're very synergistic.
0: Yeah. Okay, so the opposite. So... What have what have we not done well? Where would you like to see strides made over the next couple of years? Like, where would you love to see, if you could ma- wave a magic wand, where would you love to see DEI go?
1: Yeah. So, fundamentally, a lot of it is just around helping at the pain points at the different parts of the funnel, and really sort of equalizing the process. And so. A lot of that goes hand in hand with just healthy HR functions. So right. the more metrics driven you are, the more it's going to generally be sort of more uniform and the less likely it's gonna be subjective experiences gonna go through and and sort of push things one way or another. Um, but also just the tooling is already happening and will continue to happen uh, across the entire funnel, right? So RecruitBot, for example, we provide all sorts of DEI filters, so you can filter by women or African-American or right. Latinx or veteran. Right. Those things weren't possible. And before I had to go find some niche agency that would go and focus on African-American sales talent or something like right. that, if that's what I wanted to emphasize. But now these are all getting built into the tooling to sort of automate all of that. And so um, I think that there's still a long way to go in terms of having the right... Um, metrics in place right. so that you can really validate where things where things can go and be imp- be, be improved. Uh, but I see that as a huge opportunity because, again, sort of similarly to the previous point we were making, having a lot of insight about where you're going, understanding, like literally understanding how's, how diverse is my pipeline and then how are things that I can shift along the way, right? So if I don't have, if, if the hiring, ma- if a so, certain hiring manager is only hiring a very specific sub demographic it's important to flag that if right. my if my funnel only has a small number of candidates of if if i if 10% of my funnel is women it's pretty unlikely that i'm going to hire more than 10% of the people being women 100% and so i think some of the challenges are like people understand through sort of to the themes and people are starting to understand the pieces but there isn't really sort of a fully fledged tech stack right. that will solve the recruiting and the DEI together, and it needs to be sort of one thing. It, it like right. thinking of it as I'm, I'm hoping in five years from now, it's not like the DE conver- DEI conversation is different, and you're just like that's just recruiting, like that's just part of right. that's just part of the process, as opposed to DEI, which in some cases right now can feel more like a bolt-on thing, right. like like as, right, right. oh, it's a nice add-on, but it but it shouldn't be that. It should just be like part of the process.
0: So measurement, if we were looking at what we. How do we know that we're reaching the outcomes or the goals that we want in DEI? What do you see that's effective in terms of like measurement of DEI?
1: Yeah, so I mean it really starts at the sort of the top of the funnel and sort of going all of the way through. So right. first and foremost, just trying to get some sort of access to benchmarking data so that people know like if 80% of the population is uh, is men in a specific field, and you and 40% of your pipeline is women, um, yeah, it's not perfect, but at least you know that you're sort of biasing things in a healthier direction. So the it starts with just the top of the funnel, which is how big is the ecosystem of people, right. and how do I know that I have the tooling in place that's sort of generating the right sorts of people and so that I can go and validate all of those things then sort of at each stage of the process, whether it's interviewing or offer or all of those sorts of things, making sure that you're continuing to monitor those DEI signals all the way through and find the areas where um, they're bottlenecks, right? So this right. is, it's no different. Luckily, this is the same as me trying to debug a standard funnel where I'm like, oh, it turns out that my drop off rate is terrible when I'm interviewing people because I'm uh, not sourcing the right candidates in the first place. Right. Same thing would be true with DEI, where, hey, it turns out that uh, I'm not being a welcoming environment on the on-site, and so people are walking away at higher rates. So, like, literally, it's just a understanding at each stage of the process what the conversion rates are and just being, let's do a little segmentation and be, like, for the diverse population versus the overall population. Those numbers should be pretty close.
0: So with, with what you do and talking to practitioners, you're obviously talking to a lot of recruiters and sourcers. Their emphasis in terms of selecting those different things—have um, you seen? Have you seen more of an uptick in, in people that are like really trying to get? I say myopic, but they're really trying to zero in on uh, certain target demographics.
1: I think people are getting more sophisticated, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Um, so um, the way I would frame it is, there's just a, a general sort of consensus now that as i was sort of alluding to before that diversity of background is just going to uh, is going to lead to better outcomes right and so there's sort of a heightened concern around hey things feel off in this way or that sort of way right like it's hiring managers are never going to go and say well like my sales team needs to be 20% asian 30% african like it shouldn't work that way we don't want to move to like some sort of scary quota system right. or something like that but Um, There is an understanding that like, hey, 90% of my sales team is men and I'm selling to recruiting. And so maybe more women is going to be helpful. And so the more we can lean into uh, understanding where those challenges are and helping them sort of helping them drive the process. So it should be less about the tool saying this is what you should do and more about the tools shine a light on this is This is areas where there might be opportunities to improve or even better, allowing the hiring managers in addition to the recruiters, um, really ask the right questions and be able to easily go and validate it, right? Like half of this problem is just because, getting back to the numbers point, you couldn't actually tell. Right. It was so much work. You had to go and take every candidate and put them into an Excel spreadsheet and have some poor person manually go and annotate each candidate as opposed to where it's moving, where I'll click a button and it'll say, here's your DEI metrics, which it should be, if it's that easy to do, it's pretty hard to ignore them.
0: Right, and the the easier it is, the less it becomes a thing. It's just a part of the the process. process. That's exactly right. Listen, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, this has been fun.
0: Absolutely.